0: If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Micah chapter 3. Micah chapter 3. If you don't know where Micah is, it's in the Old Testament. It's right after the book of Jonah. Jonah is the one that got swallowed by the fish. I don't know that I've ever preached out of Micah, but today I'm going to attempt to. I don't want to start calling names, but let me say it's good to have Brother Larry and Sister Lynn with us today there just coming through, fixing to go back up north for working, but it's good to have them with us. It's good to have Brother Terry and Sister Val with us today. It's been a while since they've been able to be with us, but it's good to have them. Um, they just come to listen to me preach. They didn't come to eat the barbecue or anything like that. <laughs> and if I've missed somebody that, that you haven't been here in a while, I'm sorry, but it's good to have you today. Amen. These are some... Uh, these are some strange scriptures, and you're going to see that when we read them, but then we'll, we'll explain as we go along. Matthew chapter 3, verse number 1 of Micah. I'm sorry, I said Matthew, didn't I? Micah. It's not far from Matthew. <laughs> Micah chapter 3, verse 1. And I said, Hear now, O heads of Jacob, and you rulers of the house of Israel. Is it not for you to know Justice. I want you to think about that just a second. Hero heads of Jacob, and you rulers of the house of Israel. Is it not for you to know justice? You who hate good and love evil, who strip the skin from my people and the flesh from their bones, who also eat the flesh of my people, flay their skin from them, break their bones, chop them in pieces like meat for the pot, like flesh for the in the cauldron. Then they will cry to the Lord, but he will not hear them. He will even hide his face from them at that time because they have been evil in their deeds. Thus says the Lord concerning the prophets, who make my people stray, who chant peace while they chew with their teeth, but who prepare war against him, who puts nothing into their mouths. Therefore you shall have night without vision, you shall have darkness without divination. The sun shall go down on the prophets, and the day shall be dark for them. So the seers shall be ashamed, diviners abashed. Indeed, they shall all cover their lips, for there is no answer from God. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord, and of justice and might, to declare to Jacob his transgression, and to Israel his sin." Now hear this, you heads of the house of Jacob and rulers of the house of Israel who abhor justice and pervert all e- e- equity, who build up Zion with bloodshed with, and Jerusalem with iniquity. Her heads judge for a bribe, her priests teach for pay, and her prophets divine for money. Yet they lean on the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? No harm can come to us. Therefore, because of you, Zion, shall be plowed like a field. Jerusalem shall become heaps of ruins, and the mountain of the temple like the bare hills of the forest. Now that's some strange scripture when you think about that. But when you take a little closer look, like we're going to do this morning, we're going to see what the Lord is trying to say to us. Micah if you know anything about the prophets of old, there are some prophets that came that they come and declared some good things about the Lord. They, they declared the, the encouragement things. But there were other prophets that came to give warnings. Micah was one of these prophets. He came to warn the children of Israel about some things that was going on. He came to warn the children of Israel about upcoming events and, and about the things that was going on in their present day. Now, this is the Fourth of July weekend, and probably if I was to ask a question in here this morning, how many of you really, really love America? Probably every one of us would raise our hand and say, yes, we love America, and we would probably make no apologies for, for saying that. We enjoy the freedoms of America. We enjoy the freedoms that it, that it benefits us to come into a, a house of worship and, and to lift holy hands and to, and to worship a true and a living God. And I, and I want to continue to live here. I, I like going and visiting. And in a few weeks, we're going to go to Honduras, and we're going to bless people over there. But I'm going to enjoy when we get to come back home, right? I'm going to enjoy when we come back to America. I enjoy stepping foot in, in a land of freedom, amen. Amen. Because there's a lot of things, as we said, all across our nation that is not free today. Matter of fact, a few weeks ago, I told you a place that we went several years, two or three years ago in Venezuela, now some of the missionaries are having to come home because of the riots and the danger that is there in that time because of the economy that's there. People are beginning to riot. They, they don't have food. The food are ex, is expensive, and, and people are beginning to riot. And the place that, 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 I, that we were at was a place to where, to where they were pretty much self-supporting. And when the people begin to know where they where they were lived and where they grew their vegetables and all their fruit, they were going to be able to riot that place as well. And so a lot of the missionaries are coming home. But we still live and believe in the United States. It's the greatest country, I, be, I believe, that on the face of the earth. And in terms of God's blessings upon us, sometimes we don't recognize the blessings that God has really blessed the United States of America. But we also deserve the right to enjoy its freedom. But we enjoy the right to, as you already saw across your television set, of, of somebody burning our flag and somebody de- disgracing America things and symbols and all of these things. I, I don't know about you. You've heard me say this before. But, but if you're one of those type of people, and I don't mean this to be ugly, and I, I don't think I'm talking anybody like that here today, but there are people in our, in our United States that, that doesn't like America. And I'm, I'm trying to wonder then why are you here? Amen. If you want to burn our flag, then what's the problem? Go somewhere else if, if you don't want to live in America. But but they enjoy the freedom of America as well. They may not say it, but they enjoy the freedom of America. So our country today may be facing, and, you, and, and we can question that and we can debate this, but it may be facing God's judgment today. Because of the offenses that we have against God, and so if that's the case, then whose fault is it? That's really my lesson today. Whose? It's your fault. Whose fault is it? Think about this. Now, I don't, don't want to be ugly this morning. I don't want to. I don't want I, I want to encourage you. So don't don't take that title so literal today. All right. I just I just give it that title. I believe today, as you as you probably do, that terrorism is a great threat to the United States of America. We've saw it almost every day over the last few weeks of people getting killed and people getting burned and people getting bombed and all of these things. But I want to tell you, even though I think it's the greatest threat to America, it's not the greatest. It's not the greatest. I know that we've got powerful enemies around the world, but the most powerful are so much closer by than we really think. Evil exists and it's growing rampantly but it may not be concentrated in the part of the world that we think and with the part of the people that we think. I believe America's greatest threat is not from without. Now listen to me, church. It's from within. It's from within. Let me explain that a little bit. We ourselves are our enemy. I'm convinced that God is generally displeased with us as a nation how can he not be when he destroyed sodom and gomorrah for their sin how can he not be displeased with what's going on in america today the lord is going to have to apologize to sodom and gomorrah if he doesn't destroy america hello and we're doing it ourselves and so in micah 3 the leaders and the prophets this, this, this prophet is coming and he's rebuking these leaders. He's rebuking these prophets. The prophet Mike is concerned about something. He wants this nation of his to know that God, that the God that they serve is not only a God of love and not only a God of mercy and not only a God of grace, but he's also a God of judgment today. And though God would rather bless and demonstrate his love and continue to extend his grace and his mercy, there comes a time. And we're there today, church. Listen to me. We're there because of sin and rebellion that God's patience is exhausted. We're there. If we don't think that we're there, just look across your television set. And eventually, and hear me today if you're here. I know that those that are not here, they can't hear this unless they're listening online. But if you have ears to hear, then hear today. Eventually, God will give a nation or give an individual what they are demanding. Yes, Yes, righteous people is going to be there. Yes, there's still God's people that's going to serve him and glorify him. But if we're not careful as a whole, God will eventually give that nation and give that individual exactly what they're asking for. It happened in Noah's time. Go back and read it. It happened against Sodom and Gomorrah that we just got through talking about. It even happened to God's people Israel. The question is, will he make an exception for you and I and this nation? When you go to this chapter 3 in Micah, Micah speaks by the Spirit of God and points a finger really at three distinct groups in this chapter. And he says to them, it's your fault. Those three groups are these. Corrupt politicians. Preachers that compromises the truth. And people that just sit by and do nothing. I'm about to preach now. This is where we are. It's not, it, it didn't just happen in Micah's day. It's happening today. It's going on today. And Micah back then desperately wants the people to understand that the God who loves sinners, he still hates sin. Hey, can I just tell you, that same God back then is still the same God today. He loves you. He loves me. But he hates sin. And if we don't wake up... Mm, sin always sin always sin always sin always is judged but we're living in a day that we feel like we can do whatever we want to whenever we want to and god still loves us well that's partially true god does love you but he's going to judge you thank god if you're saved thank god you know if if you go in the rapture you're not going to be judged for your sin in the past he's already forgiven those things Thank God he bled and he died on the cross for you and I today. But that does not mean today that just because of that, that you and I can live a careless, haphazard life in the Christian sense. The same Bible which teaches that, that we'll not be judged for our sins also tells us that we, need, we will indeed be judged for how faithful we've been. And all of us will one day be judged. And there is, there is such a thing as a judgment of a nation hear me, Micah 3 and 12 says, therefore because of you, Zion, you'll be plowed up like a field, Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble, prophetically he's speaking here, the temple the temple hill, a mound overgrown with thickets, and the scriptures, this basically talking about the judgment of God upon the people of that day. And he's speaking to us today. No nation. Think about it. There was no nation then that was as pure in its inception as the nation of Israel by God himself. Look back in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, And the Lord said to Abram, I want you to go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land that I will show you. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great. And you will be a blessing. Hallelujah. I will bless those who bless you I'll curse those who curse you and all the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you Israel through you and yet even Israel after that was spoken over them curse God and yet even Israel after they had that kind of promise that was given to them sister Mavis rejected God And yet, even Israel, the vast majority of those people of that day, rejected God, indifferent, concerning the things and the calamities and the corruption that was coming along their way. And it was for those, I love God, I love God. Man, God's a God of love, we know that. And he he constantly tries to, to bring us back. Even after all of that, he still put people like Micah and other prophets that, that tried to bring the nation back to where they needed to be. Calling the people to repentance, making the people aware that God would rather bless them instead of curse them if they'll just open their eyes. So Micah chapter 3 begins with these politicians who are corrupt. And he said, here, here, here now, O heads of Jacob, here now, O rulers of the house of Israel. Is it not for you to know, aren't you supposed to know what's right? Boy, we could say that with our politicians today, couldn't we? I mean, these are smart people, these are educated folk. These, these has got these has got the masters and doctors and, and all the, these are educated people, but some of them are doing stupid stuff. Don't you are you is it not for you to know justice? You who hate good and love evil? Everything's turning around and turning backwards today, right? Who stripped the skin from my people. I mean, when you look at verses like that, it's like, it's like watching the nightly news sometimes. How I many remembers remember several years ago, Tom Brokaw used to do a, a weekly segment called The Fleecing of America. And in that, in that program, he highlighted the price that Americans pay at the hands of leadership gone wrong. And he talked about some of these things. You probably could have put that on the teleprompter today and say the same thing, could you not? It could happen today. Can I tell you from God's word, there are six requirements. If you're thinking about running for office today, I wish, I wish the people of God would run for office. We need, some, we need some righteousness in the offices today. But there are six requirements that God recommends for leaders of government today. The first one is this, righteousness. Boy, we could stop right there and it'd be all right. We can have all our leaders and be righteous today. When the righteous are in authority, Proverbs said, the people rejoice. But when the wicked man rules, the people groan. Yeah. Good Lord, is that not where we are? Do you not sit in your living room, sit just like I do, and you, you listen to some of our politicians, and they make some of these, these, these decisions, you say, mm. yeah. my Lord, what are they thinking? And you groan from within. In Proverbs 16 and 12, it says it is an abomination for kings to commit weakness. For a throne is established by righteousness. Why is it today that we look for skills and we look for credentials and we look for education and we not look for morality? Why is it today that we do that but we do it all the time? We do it all the time. Righteousness is what we need. The second thing the Lord talked about is we need wisdom for our government leaders. Wisdom. And yes, they do need wisdom. Proverbs 8 and 12 says, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings will reign and rulers will decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles and all the judges of the earth. We need wisdom today. The third thing is this, is we need absolute honesty with our politicians today. Whoa. Good luck, yeah. Now, I do believe there's some good men and women out there. I really do. But there's a bunch of them that's not honest. And we close our eyes. Now, don't lose me here. I'm fixing fixing to take us somewhere absolute honesty Proverbs 17 and 7 excellent speech is not becoming to a fool much less lying lips to a prince leaders and liars are not the same thing you may have the title but it doesn't make you a leader you may have the position but it doesn't change who you are hello Absolute honesty. The fourth thing is this. We need from our government leaders, we need a separation from bad influences in their life. Take away the dross from silver and it'll go to the silversmith, Proverbs says, for jewelry. Take away the wicked from before the king and his throne will be established in righteousness. Get rid of the weakness. Get rid of the evil. Get rid of that stuff that's causing you to go down the wrong road. A leader has got to focus on what is right, not just public opinion. I'm we'll stop right here. Because that's where we are today. You know, this political correctness stuff, that's exactly what this proverb is talking about. we gotta be, we got to be political correct about everything. Because we, we don't want to offend anybody. I'm, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but we still got to preach the truth. we still got to be the truth. we still got to be a nation of the truth of how we were established. And so a leader's got to focus on what is right, not just public opinion, and not just because somebody's coming in lobbying for you. Hello? Not only that, but you need purity in your life. Purity in your life. Proverbs 31 and 3 says, Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. Now, women, don't, don't take that in a bad way. It, it wasn't meant for in a bad thing. I tell you right now, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you women, you're strong. You have strength. You're the one that keeps us guys where we need to be. Amen. amen. I'll be the first to say amen. So, 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 don't, so don't get off on the sideline here. But we need pure purity. If a man will not honor his marriage vows, then what is he going to do with those petty little vows of called public trust? How, how is he not going to honor those vows if he's not going to honor the marriage vows? Listen to me, those of you, I know we've got some in here today that's, that's on the brink of getting married and you're dating and all this. Honor your marriage vows. Amen. And do it before instead of getting afterwards. Do it before as well. Honor one another. Trust one another. Lean upon one another. Honor your marriage vows. Personal purity. The sixth thing thing is this. Talks about our government leaders in Proverbs 31 and 8. A protection of the weak and the defenseless it says open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die open your mouth judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and the needy listen to me a leader is to speak for those who simply cannot speak for themselves and defend those who simply cannot defend themselves a biblical leader it needs to stand tall on behalf of the unborn children that is killed every day of our life can I tell you if you've not heard it lately abortion is a sin abortion is wrong it is murdering god's creation amen it may be legal but it's wrong and a leader is supposed to stand up and uphold the law i understand that but can i tell you this being legal doesn't make it right morally doesn't make it right and i just wonder what would our nation be today without some millions and millions and millions of unborn children that wasn't allowed to be born? Well, where would we be today? Would we not be a stronger nation? They talk about taxes and, and people paying their taxes. You've got millions of people that could have been paying taxes, but they're not paying taxes today because they killed them. So where are we? Where, where do we draw the line at today? What are we going to see that is, that is right in the weak and the defenseless? Psalms 94 and 20 says shall the throne of iniquity which devises evil by law have fellowship with you? And it goes on to say and should I add those who stand for the unborn but they turn an eye to the poor offend God also. They offend God also. And Micah here in chapter 3 warns the people that God is about to judge and he points first to the corrupt politicians and he says basically it's your fault. And until we own our faults, we're not likely to change. Until we're able to own what I've done wrong, I'm not likely to change because I'm not going to see it. I didn't do it. It's their fault. Husbands and wives go through this all the time. She made me do it. He made me do it. And we blame one another. We've got to own our own faults in order to change. Then he moves on in verse number 5 to these. Let me preach to me just a little bit. Y'all just sit down just a little bit to these compromising preachers. Micah 5 says, Who makes my people stray, who chant peace while they chew with their teeth, but prepare war against them who puts nothing in their mouths? Talking about these guys that when they speak, they don't put nothing in your mouth to chew on. I pray to God that today I preach something you can take home and chew on a little bit. That you can think about it a little bit. Should they be preaching peace when judgment is coming, he's basically saying. Should they preach to the, to the offering plates or altering their message so not to offend everybody else? And do we today really need to drag Jesus down to a lower level in an attempt to make him more easy to understand? Mm-mm. Did, Jesus not himself, did, did Jesus not himself say, come unto me? That's what he said, right? Come unto me. When a, preacher, when, the, when a preacher, when a minister invites somebody to Jesus, he's got to give him Jesus without compromise. What, what I mean by that is when somebody comes and, and they want to give their heart system to the Lord, I can present them Jesus, but I, can, I don't need to tell them, well, oh, now you go ahead and do whatever you want to do. It's okay, because Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Listen, there's some things we've got to change. There, there, there's some things we can't compromise with. There's some things that really is black and white. It's you know You know that I can't go down this road. I've got to change, I've got to turn and walk away from these things, amen. And we've got to preach the truth, help us God, as ministers and leaders to preach the truth at all times, no matter what the cost. Yes, today, today, today there are ministers and preachers being locked up for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today there are preachers being thrown in jail for preaching the truth of the gospel. We don't have it here yet, but I just wonder... How long will they allow us to preach or not preach those things that we feel like is intolerant or not intolerant? How long will they allow us to do that before they start taxing the church or before they start coming in and, and recommending, if you will, things that we do or not do? Come on. As a people of God, we've got we, we, to look inside ourselves with humility. yes. And when you think about ministers and preachers and leaders, such as, even such as myself, I believe the Lord is not as concerned about where we are today as much as where we are headed. Now when you think about that just a little bit, which, which way are we facing? Which way are we going? Are we going forward for him? Or are we regressing or moving backwards? Our present is more pertinent today than our past is yes we've lived on some past experiences yes but today is today and we got to live for today amen and for the future this principle applies not only to those of you and i that's in ministry but our church members as well it applies even further to our nation as well but when you keep that with our point what does this mean for you what does it mean for me what do i have to do to use this crude illustration, it means that there have been times, and some of you may not agree with me here, but there's been moments that, that God has been more pleased with the drug addict than he has with me or that he has with you. Sometimes he's been more pleased with the wife beater than he has with you or with me. He has hoped that I would learn something from somebody who has had so many extramarital affairs. How can, it, how can this, what, what are you talking about, Pastor? And you think about it, because of every one of these people or things that I've just mentioned, they got saved in the church. God delivered them from that lifestyle. God saved them from that lifestyle. God took them from a hell that they were living in, things that they were involved in. They were improving, and meanwhile, while all of that was going on, the church, those of us that's been in the way, Those of us that's been born again, we've compromised and we've settled as we were preaching last week to you. We've settled and we're not going anywhere. I didn't expect to get a whole lot of amens right there. And that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes he's more pleased with that drug addict or that alcoholic or whatever because at least they got saved and they're going somewhere. But you and I that's supposed to know better, that's what the scripture says, is it not for you to know the truth? Is it not for you and I to know what we need to do? Is it not for you and I to know the direction we need to go? But yet we sit down and we settle. We don't grow. We don't grow anymore in Christ. We think we've arrived. We've got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We pay our tithes. We're a, we've, been a, we've been on the council. We've done this. And so we've arrived. You ain't arrived. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Brother Joe, we're not going to be arrived until we hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's when I have arrived. That's when I can say, thank you, God, I made it. That's when I can sit down by the river there and put my feet in there. That's when I can enjoy the blessings of what God has prepared for you and I. But right now, at this moment, at this day and time, on this 4th of July, I have not arrived. And you ain't either. But yet we're going somewhere. Oh, yeah, you know this, this, is, this is how we are. If, if, if we count our crimes, so to speak, by stacking up our sins On a scale Then you may be this one Or you may be that one You know you can, you can look at it that way But that's not what God is looking at Think about it now he's not, he's not comparing me to you He's not comparing you to me He's comparing my today With my yesterday What's changed from yesterday? Is anything changed in my life? Has my relationship with him got any better? Or is it going Backwards is my walk with him got a little closer, a little more intimate? Has my walk with him grew any, has it, it helped me to grow as a, as, a, as a Christian? Has my walk, so he's interested in my, with, 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 he's comparing my today with my yesterday. And so when Michael warns the people of God, he's about to judge, he points that not only to the corrupt politicians, but also to those preachers who are compromising the truth. And he says, it's your fault. And we've got to own our faults, as we've said earlier, before God can do anything with us and then last this morning micah starts talking about people who are complacent the people of that day who are doing nothing micah 11 chapter 3 verse 11 says her heads judge for a bribe her priests teach for pay her prophets divine for money yet they everybody say they Lean on the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? No harm can come to us. That word they is us. It's us. It's us. The people of Israel said, We know the politicians are corrupt. Well, we say that too, don't we? We know those preachers are compromising. Well, we say that too, don't we? But it'll be okay for us because... We're all right. The economy is strong. The economy is happy. We'll be all right. Is not the Lord among us? We know the Lord is with us. No evil can touch us. And many ignorant Americans today make a similar claim. Our nation has a Christian heritage. We have godly roots can I have to remind you that Israel had godly roots as well and so did many other nations which God has judged are wiped out completely and you and I, we must pursue. We've got to go after. We've got to strongly go after hard for God. Our destruction will certainly overtake us. You say, Pastor, you're just a doom and gloom preacher. No, I'm really not. But I'm telling us, that, as I've told you the last several messages I've we've, we've, we've got to pursue after God. We've got to line ourselves up with what God says. Not with what we say. Not with what the world says. Not with what we we want to compromise our faith. Don't compromise your faith. Don't sell your birthright. Don't don't sell what God has blessed you with. Amen. Don't sell all of that. So where do we go then from here? We should do our part. Yes, we should do our part. Even in this election. I've heard many say, well, I'm not going to vote. I don't like either one of them. You better vote for somebody. You need to vote for somebody. Right or wrong, you need to vote for somebody, but make it right. (laughs) We'll let that just lay there. We need to do our part by electing leaders that's righteous. We need to do our part by electing leaders that's, that's pursuing holiness and purity. We need to do our part by, 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 by causing them and asking questions. Look, they're working for us. This is still America. This is, they're still supposed to work by the people for the people, right? I know it doesn't seem that way, but that's, that's still supposed to be their creed. And so it's up to you and I to, to hold them fast to those things. We may not be able to absolutely control all the situations, but, but sometimes, certainly some of it we can control a little bit. Sometimes we can do something that I help our part and our communities and our families and all of these things. Do we not still believe in Second Chronicles 7.14? Where it says, If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Are we doing what that scripture says? Listen to me, church. Micah was warning these complacent people because they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. Are we there today? Is that us? Is that us today? Is Micah, through time, really talking to us? Yeah, he is. If my people, which are called by my name, we come in here every Sunday, we call on the name of God. We call on the name of Jesus. But are we... Humbling ourselves, are we praying? Are we seeking My face this morning with the New Beginnings class? We, we dealt with prayer and the importance of prayer, and I told these guys, you know, I said, "Look, praying is just really talking to God. You don't have to. You don't have to use some kind of special method or a King James version uh, lingo, and all. just talk to God. You can do it at the church. You can do it at home. You can do it in your car. You can do it laying in your bed. But just talk to God." Pray and seek his face. Turn from your wicked ways. And when the Bible says that, he says, if we do that, brother David, he said, I'll hear from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. If we ever need our land healed today, it's now. We need land that's healed today. Yeah. Yeah, it is true. I think probably a lot like you. I think our nation's in trouble today. I do. But I also know that Jesus Christ is the only hope He's still the only hope for our nation. He's still the only hope for our world. He's still the only hope for people that's in our world today. He still stands today as a light for you and I to follow. His arms of mercy are open to those who will turn from selfishness and evil and turn to him. He's still looking for a people who is doing that today. Come on, mom. He's still looking for a people. He extends his righteousness to you and I today as a free gift as a free gift you understand what I'm saying as a free gift I mean everything costs something these days right but his salvation still don't cost anything all it does is just you just have to to turn loose and let God have his way in your life just let God have his way in your life Our acceptance, our acceptance for that righteousness will certainly be evidenced by a life that's marked by the righteousness that God has placed inside of our life. Amen. And so my prayer this morning, my encouragement to you and I this morning is that my preaching, and your preaching as well, you know you're a preacher as well, right? You're a preacher as well. My preaching and your preaching be marked by righteousness today. Be marked by justice today. Be marked by mercy today that embodies Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. That embodies Jesus Christ. Amen. Ultimately this morning, the hope of America is not found in the White House. I don't care who gets in. I don't care if it's Democrat, Republican, You'll write in party, whoever. Won't matter. Doesn't come from the White House. Our hope today didn't come from the State House. Our hope today doesn't come from the, from the courthouse. Doesn't come from the courthouse. Doesn't come from any of those things. Doesn't come from any of those things. The hope of America is found right here in God's house. That's the hope of America. What are you talking about, Pastor? God's house, not only God's house, but your house, my house, that's the hope of America. Why is the hope just here for you and I in the house of God? Because we have the best news that there is to offer. Jesus Christ is Lord. He's King. And Micah, as he was warning the nation of Israel back then, Is sending a warning to you and I today, and he's calling us. He's calling us back to repentance. He's calling us back to the place where where we once was. Don't be complacent anymore. Don't just sit idly by anymore and think everything's okay in your life. Just because the devil's not bothering you, just because the devil is leaving you alone, doesn't mean you're all right. Matter of fact, it's just the opposite. You may be in trouble. I don't know about you, but has is anybody, is the devil ever, bothered anybody this past week? Just a little bit? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good indicator you're at least on the right track. That's a good indicator that at least you're walking down the road that you need to walk on. It's our fault today. And so, Sister Ned, is, 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 if it's my fault, then I've got to do something about it. You can't do it for me. I can't do it for you. We can talk about it. We can encourage one another. But ultimately, we've got to do something about what Micah here was warning the nation of Israel. And he's calling us back. He's calling us back to repentance. There's an old song I want me and Mom to sing. I want you to think about this old song. It just simply says says, uh, the Statue of Liberty. You've heard this song. It's not a new song. But it talks about that we, we ought to be glad to be called a Christian today. Amen. We ought to be glad to be called the saved, that we have a testimony today that we can give. And I want you to worship God, and then we're going we're to pray at the end of this song. Go ahead, uh, Brother John, if you don't mind. I'm just going to use this mic if it's okay. <clears throat> In who you Can you turn the monitors up just a little, please? Stands a
1: lady with a torch raised to the sky and all. for, liberty for you and I. I'm so proud. Sing it with us today. I will honor our flag and our trust in God and the statue of liberty. Think about this verse right here. On lonely Golgotha, there stood a cross with my Lord raised to the sky. Hallelujah. Oh it was there that my soul was set free Yes I'll proclaim that that old rugged cross, that old rugged cross. Hallelujah. Oh, is my statue of liberty? My liberty. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We bless you, Lord. We proclaim the cross is our liberty today. We proclaim Jesus as our Savior today. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah.
0: Glory to the name of Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me today? Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for your mercy and for your grace today, Jesus.
1: We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the cross, Jesus. The price that you paid for our freedom
0: today. God, don't, don't, don't allow me to be complacent today. Don't allow me to be compromising today. Don't allow me to be corrupt today in my dealings, oh God. But help me to be pure and holy as we
1: stand before you this day. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
0: Yay! Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today and you're lost and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, get down to this altar. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you've been compromising your position as a Christian, if you've been complacent with your walk with God, you need to get down to this altar and ask God to forgive you today. You need to ask His forgiveness upon your life and your walk today. He still loves you. He still cares for you. He still has your best interest at heart today. I understand we've got things to do in the in the afternoon, but forget about all of that right now. If you're here today and you need Jesus to move in your life, you need to be down at this altar crying out to him. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. I've called you through my servant today. I have warned you through the prophet of old and this man of God today. I've called upon you to redeem your life unto me, says the Lord. Whether you stay at your pew or you're down at this altar, cry out to me. Judgment is coming soon, says God. You are my child. You are my children. You are the one that I died and I bled for. Call unto me. And I will answer you. Hmm. I've called out unto you in times past and you've refused me. I've called out to you numerous times before and you've turned me down. And yet one more time I call. One more time I reach my loving hand to you. Will you turn me down again? Or will you turn to me, says the Lord. Hmm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Listen to me, church. I'm not, I'm not trying to call anybody out. Turn the lights up just a little bit in the, in the house, brother, or whoever's doing the lights. Just just a little bit. I want, you, I want to look at you. I'm not trying to call you out today, and I don't think the Lord is trying to call you out in that sense. And you may be here this morning that you don't understand maybe what just went on through tongues and interpretation. We, we are a church of God. We're a Pentecostal faith. We believe in the New Testament church that, they still, that, they, that, the, that the acts of the apostles was given back then or still applies to us today. There's a lot of churches that don't practice that, but we still practice it today. And in moments like that, God begins to speak to us. And it doesn't happen every, all the time. Sister Marilyn does it. But in those special moments, he comes in and he, he wants to speak to us as his children. That's all that is. And God is reaching out to us. He's reaching out to you. And he's calling you. He's, he's, he's wooing you, if you, if, if you will, to come and to, and to surrender unto him. So please don't think anything weird is going on. It's not, it's not weird. We're, we're not weird people. We're just trusting God. We believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, from those tongues and interpretation today, if God has spoke to you, you say, Pastor, how do I know God's speaking to me? You're a little nervous right now. You may be gripping the back of your pew right now. You may be a little unre- un- uneasy in your, in, your, in, your, in your walk with God right now. That's, that's the way our subconscious, and our that God speaks to us. And he's calling us to come into repentance. And if that's you, Sister Michelle, if you don't mind, would you come and just play something softly? I don't, I don't want to leave right, right yet. We're going to leave in just a second. But I want to give you every opportunity that I can. Jesus is calling you. He's calling you. He's calling you today. Father, I pray that you do your work and among your people today. Do your work, oh God. Do your work among your people today. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. If you don't mind, would you just lay your hand on somebody next to you and just begin to pray for them? You don't know what they're going through. They may be be facing some tough stuff this week. They may need God to minister to them this week. They may need God just, to, just, to, just to, be a, to have a special blessing upon their life this week. You see every life, Lord. You see every heart. And I pray that you touch Him. Let healing come. Let healing come. Heal of our spiritual life, O oh God. Healing of our emotions. Healing of our sicknesses, O oh God. Heal us, O oh God. Call us back to repentance. Let conviction, O oh God, take over the house of God again. Let conviction come in the house, oh God. Help us, oh God, to see the error of our ways. Help us, oh God, to line ourselves up with you. To be right as we stand before you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.
1: Holy Spirit, I need Thee. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in Thy strength and Thy power. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, come. In thine own gentle way. Can you sing that with me this morning? Oh, come, Holy Spirit, I need thee. Yes, we do, Lord. We need you, Jesus. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. In thy strength and thy power, oh, yes, Lord, oh, come in thine own gentle way.
0: Yes, Father, we pray. I need thee, Lord. I need thee today, Lord. I need you tomorrow. I need you the next day. We need you every moment, every area of our life. We need you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Hallelujah Sister Marilyn just related to me And I I feel the same way That's why I'm sharing with you We've talked about this before But you may be here this morning And Every one of us to some extent Wears mask When we go out in front of people We want people to see us Sister Ned, a certain way but in the spirit realm we have masks as well And we think everything is okay And we've, we have fooled ourselves And she felt like and, I, and that's basically what the tongues interpretation said if, if, you'll just, if you'll just take the mask off If you'll just take the mask off And allow God to come in And do the work God will heal you God to set you free God to take you to the new levels That you need to be at Don't stand before God with a mask on because the truth is, he can see you anyway. He can see you anyway. The Lord's coming. Father, one more time, as we pray to you, as we seek you, we're asking that if there's any person under the sound of my voice, any person that is here today, oh God, if they're here today and they don't know you, They're struggling They may not understand everything That's going on They don't have to But if they feel like in their life Oh God If they feel like that they need to walk with you A closer walk with you Then let them take the mask off Let them reach out to that loving hand That's been calling them and embracing them today That's embracing them today And let them come Let them come This is a I didn't plan on any of this. I want you to understand this. This is an unusual way to end this service, I know. But this is God. This is not me. This is God. When God shows up, we've got to do so. We've got to make a choice. We're either going to listen to him or we're going to reject him. And I pray to God we're listening. We're following his voice. Jesus. Jesus. If you don't mind, if you don't mind, just a few more moments. Would you just bow your heads and just praise him? Worship him. Worship him. Give him honor today. Give him honor today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, you, blessed Jesus. Thank you, blessed Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you. Thank you. We bless you today. Touch Dana today, O oh God. Strengthen her today, O oh God, from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Minister. Minister to her, O oh God. Oh God, grant it, we pray. Grant it, Lord, 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 we pray. Father, I pray that you touch Sister Val and Brother Terry today, O oh God. Father, I pray, God, the things that they're dealing with today. God, they need your strength today. Hallelujah. Put your anointing upon them today, oh God. Give them strength today, oh God, we pray. Strength today, oh God. Let let every breath that they breathe, let them breathe in you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Peace, Lord. We need your peace, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Oh, bless me now.
0: I know this is asking a lot of you today, but would everybody just come down to this front this morning just to close and sing this course with us? If you don't mind, if you can't, that's fine. I understand. Uh, balcony or this main floor as we close. I'd love for you to come down just as a family of God together. Let's cry out to God on this song about how much we need Him today. Hallelujah. I think it would be a pleasing to God today. Oh,
1: bless me. Now my Savior, I come to Thee. Come on, lift up your voices now and sing. Oh, I need Thee. Oh, I need Thee. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hey. One more time, I need thee.
0: Hallelujah. Father, I want to thank you today for what you've done in our house today. I thank you for showing up, ministering to your people. I thank you, God, for doing a work in the lives of men and women today. I thank you, God, that through the prophet Micah that you've showed us where we are today and a little bit of a warning but also an encouragement, oh God, that we need to come back to you we need to continue to follow after you help us oh god not to be people of compromising compromising our faith compromising our morals compromising our integrity or character but help us to be men and women of integrity as we stand holy before you help our leaders and our preachers and ministers today to be men and women of god standing on the word of god Stands on the word of God, not what popular opinion says, but on your word. And God, help us to be people that's not going to sit idly by and just simply do nothing. Help us to pick up the banner, help us to wave the cross everywhere that we go that says we're a child of God. We're saved. We're born again. And Father, if we can do that, you've promised in your word that you're going to come down and bless us and heal our land, forgive us of our sin, cleanse us, put us on the right path that we need to be on as we make heaven our home. Thank you, Lord. We'll give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.